Blog Talk Radio. Most people say they hate wearing shoes and would go barefoot if they knew they were allowed. People say it all the time on their social medias, but they are worried that someone will say something to them. So everyone wears the cheapest flip-flops with the least amount of fabric on them. Most people do not even know that it's completely 100% legal to go barefoot into a store. Most people think that driving barefoot is illegal, but it isn't. Driving barefoot actually is safer than wearing most shoes. Going outside barefoot for a walk is one of the healthiest things you could do, but most people are afraid someone will say so. Or they quote the myths and the rumors that their grandma told them years ago. The fact is, there are no laws against driving a car, going to a store, or eating in a restaurant barefoot. So don't give in to bad fashion, hurt heels, or a broken flip-flop. For more information, please check out barefootislegal.org or find us on your favorite social media. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. Have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, so what you why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Earthing, also known as grounding, is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows Earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body, pacifying dangerous free radicals, which, if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle. And you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself. 
The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Freaks, outsiders, weirdos, the wallflowers, oddball loser, fish out of water, speak up, talk quieter. We are different. There's no arguing. It's a fact. A patchwork of flaws, we grow and adapt. We're funky, unconventional, see life through kaleidoscope eyes. In a field full of clovers, with our four leaves, we bask in blue skies. Flaws are natural. Our imperfections, our weaknesses, our scars. There is a misfit in all of us. We just have to be brave enough to embrace who we are. ungrounded signals wreak havoc on radio communications. There's growing concern that because we are not grounded, we absorb tremendous amounts of electromagnetic radiation from our modern devices. EMF stands for electromagnetic field. We are all immersed in electromagnetic fields from Wi-Fi, from the wiring in our homes, and it disturbs our electrical balance. We get charged. ungrounded signals wreak havoc on radio communications. There's growing concern that because we are not grounded, we absorb tremendous amounts of electromagnetic radiation from our modern devices. EMF stands for electromagnetic field. We are all immersed in electromagnetic fields from Wi-Fi, from the wiring in our homes, and it disturbs our electrical balance. We get charged. Inside of our bodies, we get electrically charged. Some people have as much as 20 volts on their bodies, and that's not good for you. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided.
Hello, folks. We are here with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, as well as general health support, um, benef- uh, just sharing the general benefits, as well as just providing um, community. Um, today, I'm going to be trying to do the radio show outside, so hopefully there won't be any um, extra noises I'll be picking out. Um, I'm just having personally one of those days where, you know, I just need to be a little extra grounded. Um, but remember, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States. There never have been laws against barefooting in the United States. Those are actually of false information and propaganda. The no shirt, no, or the no shoes, no service signs are actually illegal. They are actually rooted in classism, racism, as well as uh, religious discrimination, among other things that arose during the 1960s. Give me one second to mute though. Sorry, folks, there was um, just loud noises in my environment. I didn't know how much the phone would pick up on it. I know that that can be overstimulating for other people as well, um, as well as, you know, myself. But um, a lot of, there are a lot of misconceptions on barefooting. There's a lot of, you know, misinformation out there. Unfortunately, a lot of people think that there are laws and health codes against it when there aren't. You know, obviously, if you're working at a job, you're going to have to follow, you know, certain level of, you know, work safety policies or policies they put in play for employers. But when you are acting as a member of the public, whether that's a, you know, customer, a patient, you know, even going into a medical building, anything like that, any public space, you know, barefooted, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting. And if you want to look into more on you know, some of, like, the legal aspects and looking at documentation to prove that barefooting is completely legal where you're at in public spaces, you can go to barefootislegal.org. Under the laws, there is going to be a section um, by state, uh, county, and, you know, it has, it doesn't have all 50 states health department statements. Um, it also has Canada, British Columbia, and Spain. Um, there is also um, civil rights cards um, within, you know, the 50 states um, showing that barefooting is not illegal. Um, and also there are um, some other states that have you know, their uh, policies on barefoot driving laws. Um, but so you can look more into that. Um, yeah. Sorry, I was like looking at one of the, some of the documentation myself, even just because I was curious. Um, cause, but yeah, so if you are somebody that, you know, doesn't feel as comfortable or doesn't have as much confidence, you know, going out and barefooting and doing, you know, something that's, you know, a right that you have, but also something that, you know, is good for you or something that you want to do, even though, again, you're not breaking any laws, you're not breaking any health codes as a member of the public in a public space, barefooting, you can go to uh, barefootislegal.org and you can look at, you know, some of the documentation provided there so you can print out something that you can carry with you to show that, you know, no, there are no 
<laughs> laws or health codes against this in my state, like in the state we're in or in the U.S. in general, just so that way you feel more comfortable when confronted by employers or, um, of establishments that you may be like visiting as a member of the public, um, like business owners, as well as just regular employees or anybody else that may have a problem. And if you feel like that would be a use for you in combating any type of like conflict or um, that or just uncomfortable discrimination, any type, anything like that, any kind of situation like that, that may you are afraid and would like to be more prepared if it may arise, you know, that is um, a really simple way where you can, you know, have information on you. Um, there's also a, uh, sorry, there's also a, what's it called? VIB membership thing um, where you can, you know, um, help donate money through this membership, you know, thing to um, the organization. You know, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So, you know, any of the proceeds or money, you know, is going to, um, is not going, it's not going to anybody's pocket or anything like that, but it's going directly to the organization and, um, different resources and different things like that, like, unfortunately, even contacting, you know, businesses and mailing and things like that. And unfortunately, it costs money. Unfortunately, health fairs and different resources to, you know, spread the message as a 501c3 nonprofit organization do still require funding. So this is one way if you want to help in that kind of way. Um, there's also other ways of donating. Um, that you can look into, but with this uh, VIB membership, the very important bear footer, um, you will be able to like make your own like little ID kind of thing. It's kind of fun, um, but you'll have like your own little ID thing, and you'll get some other goodies and whatnot um, with it. Um, but within the membership ID, you know, there'll be a picture of you, you know. Um, barefoot that you can send in um, and they will be able to you know make you like your own little membership ID card and then on it it'll have a QR code which will send um, people to you know barefoot is legal to be able to check it out so even if you have um, one of those membership cards you know you have that QR code always accessible that you can use to um, just you know Hey, show it to people. They can scan the QR code and then go to Barefoot Legal directly on their own device um, and see the information there for themselves. So, um, but yeah, the money goes to is just honestly health fairs like flea markets and other outreach programs that we, you know, as uh, Barefoot is Legal, you know, the organization are, you know, try to take part in um, in order to, you know, uh, promote our message and um, to advocate for barefooting in the United States. Because although it is, you know, completely legal for you to barefoot in a public space, the United States, you know, there are a lot of, you know, stigma around that. But also I think something we need to realize too is that a lot of environments just aren't safe. I think that people need to remember that it's not that barefooting itself is inherently unsafe, but there are probably underlying safety threats within that environment that keep individuals from being able to barefoot, that keep children from being able to play. And, you know, it's really important for children to be able to play barefoot, you know, it helps um, and be able to, you know, learn um, that 
you know, and define that motor skills and those, you know, abilities with, you know, walking and things like that. Like there's a lot of, and my brain today, I'll be honest, um, isn't as good at the communication as I would uh, like for it to be. But, you know, there are so many important benefits to children being able to, you know, outside in general, but especially then being barefoot, you know, that's going to help them, um, especially in their early development, help develop motor skills, balance, you know, strength, and um, other things like that. <laughs> you know, um, unfortunately, you know, shoes can become like a crutch, you know, um, where you're not fully engaging your muscles and your tendons and ligaments and everything else and can kind of um, hinder um, your different um, mobility in different ways and strength in different ways. So obviously, you know, shoes, you know, are a tool to be used, um, you know, for safety and, you know, given different circumstances and and given what, you know, a different person's own experience and what safety looks like for them, you know. Um, and we also, you know, we're not here to tell people, oh, you have to go barefoot, you know, wearing shoes is, uh, like, you know, so bad for you, blah, 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 you're going to, like, you know, just rot away or something. Like, no, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to try to scare you, is what I'm saying. I'm not going to try to scare you into, you know, barefooting or use fear tactics, fear mongering, because I already recognize how detrimental that is. People have been using that against barefooting for so long. And, again, you know, listening to people people listening to their own natural bodies in general for so long. So I'm not here, we're not here to, you know, fear-monger you or whatever out of your shoes, just as we don't want to be fear-mongered into putting our shoes on. Um, a lot of the threats to people when they're barefoot don't have anything to do with barefooting inherently. It's more so of safety threats within that social environment, within the physical environment. Um, you know, like I've mentioned past couple of shows here and there, you know, we'd have to think all these issues with, you know, our, with um, climate crisis, climate injustice, even climate racism, you know, all these horrible things, you know, our environments are not as, you know, safe as they should be for people to and children and especially to be able to barefoot when, you know, we're dealing with things like oil spills. I mean, you know, unfortunately, there has been a higher rate of train derailments and oil spills within this country than most people realize within the last year alone. And, you know, things like this that threaten our planet and threaten our ecosystems and threaten our physical well-being, you know, they pose a threat to all humans. You know, the issues within any kind of chemical dumping or these train derailments or anything like that that is posing a threat currently to the environment and climate also poses a threat to all people. Where are we going to go when we don't have a fucking plan? Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have said that on air. <laughs> where are we going to go when we don't have a planet? You know, where are we going to go? Because as much as they want to talk about how we're going to Mars, let's be, let's be realistic. Let's be realistic here. And we have a better chance of actively doing what we can to help take care of our environment and connect with the Earth than we can to just deciding how we're going to go to another planet. You know, it's very, and, and it doesn't have to be anything that's demanding. You know, it can be something as simple, oh, you see somebody else left trash somewhere, you know, pick it up, throw it away, like whatever. Or something as simple as that, you know. Um, if you're somebody that, you know, smokes cigarettes, like, you know, just 
don't leave your cigarette butts out, you know, just pick them up with you and don't litter them, you know, don't leave them in the earth, don't leave them in the ground, like just, you know, and I get it, people make mistakes, and when you're driving, you know, it's a lot harder than said than done, but, you know, doing what you can to just make simple choices that are still bettering, because at the end of the day, it really shouldn't be up to the average person and the things that are, you know, affecting our environment and affecting our bodies, because this isn't really our responsibility, because we're not the ones who cause these issues, but it's also about just doing choices for us that um, we can come together as communities or as individuals to just show what care and compassion we can towards our planet. And there is, you know, unfortunately, sometimes I know this stuff is very depressing even. And, you know, it doesn't, um, and it, it can be very heavy. I understand that. I understand that a lot of people are, you know, worried too. And that is a completely, you know, valid and rational, you know, fear to have. But also there is a lot more hope, you know, and the reason why I want to bring up this conversation here, you know, on Barefoot is Legal about, you know, having to take care of our planet and the climate and climate crisis issues and, you know, just littering and taking care of our environment is because, well, first of all, this is so crucial to our ability to be able to safely barefoot, you know, if there are toxins and whatnot else, you know, in your environment, like that is going to pose a threat to your ability to barefoot. I don't care how long you've been barefooting, but if you're stepping in toxic chemicals and acids and whatnot, like, (laughs) you know, I don't think, you know, there's much you can do there, you know. And so we need to remember that a lot of the threats posed to our safety when we're barefoot are not inherently because of barefooting, but because of the dangers and disasters that, you know, we're facing as a planet, as we're facing globally. And I think it's important for us to remember, though, that there is still hope. There's always more than we realize in our darkest moments. You know, there are a lot of people that are really coming together and a lot of organizations that are really pushing um, and have made a lot of, you know, headway with getting national and global attention regarding um, climate issues and, you know, climate injustices. And so, you know, there is definitely still hope. This is why you have to, you know, kind of take the time to allow yourself to grieve you know, when you feel it strongly, but also, you know, step back when you need to kind of live in that ebb and flow of understanding your emotions, any negative emotion that you have to bad things, you know, that it serves a purpose. And sometimes it can be exhausting. But it's also about learning how to use that as fuel to our fires, you know, because, yeah, a lot of these things are depressing, like, you know, with climate disasters, and that is one of the biggest threats opposed to, you know, barefooting, and that's why I want to, you know, address it here on Barefoot is Legal Radio. You know, a lot of these things do threaten, you know, human safety and well-being, but at the same time, even the most negative, dark, and depressing emotions that you have regarding these things, they still serve a purpose, and it's about finding ways to release and have that catharticism and also being learning how to manage them. You know, sometimes you got to fall apart, but then how can you use all that anger, all that outrage, all that pain, all that sadness and fuel it towards the responsible parties, the people that we should be holding accountable, the people that we, you know, should be calling out, you know, there's, at the end of the day, we can't blame average people or anybody really 
for the circumstances and threats within their community that they personally do not pose and do not create. And instead of, you know, being at blame with each other over, you know, climate disasters and, you know, trying to shame each other, you know, over, oh, well, you need to do this, you need to do this. Well, okay, I get it. Straws are great, you know, you know, reusable straws are great, but um, you reuse straws aren't unfortunately the biggest threat to our planet. They're much, much bigger catastrophic environmental threats to our planet than straws. And, oh, well, you need to reuse shopping bags when corporations are dumping, gosh, you know, gallons upon gallons upon gallons of, you know, waste and fuel and, you know, like, and then when we're looking at also these un, you know, safe business practices and unsafe practices in general, not wanting to properly update infrastructure, um, even as simple as railroads. I mean, obviously, I understand that, you know, the railroad system is a lot more complicated. But, um, you know, something is something that we don't think about every day. But then, you know, there are so many more train derailments that have happened in the last couple months, last year, than most people even realize because it's not being talked about enough. But also, you know, we kind of have this kind of uh, social amnesia, climate amnesia, you know, that shows up when these issues arise because we just see it so much and it becomes so normal and so ingrained that it um, it's just something that we start to lose awareness of. And I get it that it can be so heavy and so soul-sucking even, you know. It just feels like it can take the life out of you. Wait me once I get a call. Sorry, I don't want to like cough in your ear or anything. Um, I think sometimes my throat gets dry after uh, you know talking so much here um, in general. <laughs> um, even though you know it hasn't been that long, we're you know only about uh, 26 minutes in, but um, or I mean like talking anyways. I think, but or however long, whatever you know. But where where am I going with this? Um, there is hope. And even the most despairing and insidious feelings that we have around injustices and bad things are happening, they still serve a purpose because something's not right. There's a problem. But unfortunately, we've been taught, gaslit, propagandized into gaslighting ourselves anytime we think that there's something wrong, anytime that we feel like, oh, there's something right here, that there's an injustice, you know, looking at ourselves and I as being dramatic or whatever else. And, and um, because of, um, hold on, sorry. Sorry, today's chaotic. When is it not? But, um, to do in the show today, but um, distractions in my physical environment. Sorry. Um, and again, it's just even hard for me sometimes to even know how to talk about these things. You know, I struggle with, you know, feeling hopeless too even. I think a lot of us do. And I think that if we're able to admit this and, and have awareness on this and really talk about this, it would actually do a lot more good than we think. Everybody feels this, and maybe not every single person, but for the most part, the majority, the collective are all feeling it on some level. 
And if we would just ha- be able to have open discussions and come together about threats to our, you know, safety within environments or to any group of people's safety within environments, whether you belong to that group or not, you know, being able to at least, you know, allow people to vocalize and for you to listen, you know, is crucial as well. You know, even if there's not much you can do, you can listen. There's not much you can do, you know, even with social media, you can share messages, you know, people that are posting activism work. You know, as much as people want to crap all over social media, it is a powerful tool. And I, you know, I think there's a lot of people that do want to undermine the tool that social media can be when used effectively and correctly. Because social media, we, the people, have more control over that than any other form of media. And so when used effectively, properly, and correctly, there's a lot of power there. And their power has shown. That's how, you know, issues are even brought into mainstream attention. I mean, even with what's happened in Maui with the fires, um, you know, and things like that, the only reason why it was brought to mainstream media attention was because of natives and local residents sharing what was going on in their communities, sharing what was going on the island. And in in, in Hawaii, they always pronounce it wrong, so I'm sorry. My auditory processing, I really try. Um, So I'm going to say Hawaii for now until I can get it down. And I, I hate that my brain is like that. Sometimes I want... I do sometimes my, I'll have my friends try to teach me certain words and we'll go back to back and forth for five minutes and I'm just off enough, but it's infuriating. Um, but you know, in general, like we need to remember that all of these things serve, all of them serve a purpose, all of these negative things. And when we are able to speak on it and other people are able to speak on these things, the things that are directly impacting them, you know, it brings attention. There's a lot of things that have only entered mainstream media because of the usage of social media as a social collective tool for justice and um, bringing awareness and advocacy to things. And so I think that it is important to remember that, you know, it is a tool. And so, you know, even if we feel helpless, you know, sharing the content of people that, you know, know what they're talking about regarding different crises and injustices, even outside the climate, even outside barefooting, you know, does a lot more than you think it does. You know, there's a lot of things that even politicians have been forced to have to actually acknowledge because of social media. And I think anybody that wants, and obviously, yes, there's a lot of, the internet is full of a lot of garbage too, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I think even that serves as a great tool because more people are outing themselves than ever. I mean, at the end of the day, even that serves a good purpose because when people, I mean, think about it, there's so many people that are literally outing themselves for their corruption. And so, I mean, hey, even that works better than you think it does. Yeah, a lot of these things, there's there, but there are a lot of community organizations that are really working on grassroots, you know, organizations all over the country, indigenous-led, black-led, you know, community organization, climate, and just general, you know, social justice groups that are really pushing and advocating and coming together to push for a lot of things. And, you know, you can give your support to that on social media, you know, um, 
I've got, I don't have, um, so with the link tree and barefoot is legal, I don't have, I have more things. Um, we have more things that, um, you know, like set up for, to send around barefooting. Um, I don't have, I think I actually don't have my link tree set up on my Instagram right now. Um, but I actually have a bunch of stuff different linked with some of the things I'm talking about. So I need to go and make sure I update and put my link tree back in my Instagram. And then we can, um, then you guys, because there's a bunch of petition, petitions and saying different things. Um, oh, what did I just do with my computer? Hopefully the show is still going. Um, what? Loaded what? Out of studio. So hold up. Hopefully it's still going through on my phone and it didn't cause an issue. And y'all can still hear me. I hope so. Um but there, there is a lot um, more that you can do than you think, you know, and and that's not to shame or blame or guilt anyone, but to remind that however powerless you feel, as ridiculous as it may sound, sharing, liking, saving posts, even, you know, with barefoot is legal, you know, when it comes to advocating for barefooting and being that recognized with any social issue, you know, sharing this information on social media helps more than you think it does. Um, signing petitions helps more than you think it does. Um, even calling your, uh, calling up your local, you know, Congress, Senate members, governors, whatever, and being like, hey, we need to do something about the climate. We need to do something about, you know, safety threats and oil spills within my state. And unfortunately, there have been uh, some train derailments and spills in Ohio even. And, um, as well as, well, honestly, most states in the country at this point have been affected. So if not all, um, it's hard to even keep track of all the numbers, even in my own head. Um, but as hopeless as you feel, and maybe you're, you know, there, there is things that you can do. And, but also remembering that it is important to give yourself the place to feel and grieve and have emotions, and so that way we don't become burnout, you know. I think, unfortunately, a lot of us you know, get into this place where we just, and believe me, most of my life, I, you know, do the same thing where it's just you shut down, you don't feel anything, you're just like a robot, and then you realize that you're disconnected from life. You're disconnected from people. You're disconnected from your heart, even. And then, you know, and then we wonder why so many people have anger issues and why, in general, people snap at a more alarming rate because we're all disconnected. We need to learn to come back to our bodies and our hearts and empathy and understand each other's experiences rather than, and viewpoints rather than just jumping out with, you know, um, like our own insights. I think sometimes too, especially with politics, things become so charged when at the end of the day, all people really want the same basic things. We all want to be respected. We all want autonomy. We all want safety. We all want, you know, community. We all want, you know, understanding. And then even going back to the Maslow's hierarchy and needs, which I can pull that up in a second, because um, I know I talked about that a couple of weeks ago on the show, but even that, you know, we all have the basic wants and needs. And I think if people would stop just listening to people that are trying to pin us against each other and fuel our fires and contort our empathy and instead we just sit down and actually have a conversation with each other, we'd understand the ways that we've all been wronged and we've all been hurt and all the ways we've all been lied to and the ways that we're all more alike than we actually think. 
And so going, yeah, so you're the Maslow hierarchy of needs. At the basic bottom level of the pyramid, that's physiological. Above that, you have safety. Above that, you have belonging and love. Above that, you have self, you, um, self-esteem or esteem, um, depending on how it's labeled. Uh, cognitive above that, aesthetic above that, self-actualization above that, and then transcendence above that at the top peak of the pyramid. So those are Maslow's hierarchy needs. And honestly, at the end of the day, yes, we're all, it's not one size fits all. I mean, yeah, we all have our own different needs, but we all have the same basic needs, you know? And that's kind of like with, you know, even like with, and like, I, I mean, I kind of even explain that through sensory issues and barefooting, um, you know, right now. Um, for me, you know, I am someone that has ADHD and autism. There are a lot of other people who have ADHD and autism, but, you know, for me, barefooting is something that um, is just, like, just it just helps so much um, on so many sensory levels because shoes are already overstimulating, um, but also just um, in general when I'm overstimulated, you know, the sensory experience of being barefoot um, also is very regulating for me and my nervous system. Um, but there are other people with, you know, ADHD and autism that have, you know, sensory issues and, you know, have, you know, specific sensory needs, but they're not the same as mine. But, you know, we still both have sensory issues and we both have very specific sensory needs. But some people with ADHD and autism that I know, they have reasons why they can't wear they can't, or they have to wear shoes and why they can't be barefoot. Well, for me, I'm like, oh, my God, I'd rather you take my skin than make me wear shoes. And I'm sorry if that was a little gross. But, like, honestly, sometimes I'm like, I no, because it's pain. It's it's painful in, in ways, but even overstimulation registers the pain centers of the brain and contributes to that. Um, but even being under-stimulated, you know, can have detrimental effects as well. Um, so sometimes, too, it's like, you know, being in nature and, like, barefooting on grass versus other textures and being able to just, like, like, even right now, like, I'm just moving my feet in the grass. You know, it's a very sensory-seeking thing um, for me, but it's, you know, also very sensory, like, I don't know, peace. You know, it's like there's sensory hell and then there's, like, sensory bliss, you know, or, like, and where it's just, um, but for me, like, being barefoot is something that helps create, like, a sensory bliss. It helps with my focus. Um, but there are other people I know that also have ADHD and autism that it create that being barefoot especially on certain textures more than others like even the grass is because is one that I know for some people that creates sensory hell for them so it's like yeah we're all very different people we're all very individualized um but we're all more alike and interconnected at the end of the day and I think if more people took the time to like connect with their bodies and connect with the earth however they're able to and however it's beneficial for them you start to really understand how complex we really are um and also understanding more about our inner workings understanding more about the illusions of society even when we start listening to our bodies and connecting with nature you really start to feel the crap really start to feel the lies on you know these false ideas of productivity false ideas of worth being based off of status and money when really it should be about the type of value we add to the world, you know, your career and your job, you know, like in an ideal world, that's what would be about adding value to your community and your general society and the general global society, you know, and looking at those like different micro macro levels, 
to be about the value you add. And rather than, you know, about these false ideas of money and bureaucracy that don't even exist anymore, really. And I think when you really start to connect with your body and really start to connect with the earth, you just realize how disconnected we have all been. We've all been. And and that's so much more than even just barefooting. But it's definitely tied into it. I mean, in a lot of ways, people have done just about anything they can to separate themselves from nature. And, you know, historically speaking, like, and now we wonder why we've got all these issues and threats to our safety within our climate and the ecosystem, why it feels like the world's crumbling. We wonder why everyone's so miserable. We wonder why, uh, just, and we wonder why, we wonder why, we wonder why. Until finally you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. And I think everybody's within their own journey of understanding that. No shame to you wherever you are. You know, even if you're just now starting to realize, like, hey, I think there's a problem here. Hey, you know what? That's awesome. At least you're not, you know, continuing to go out and continue to put your faith in these falsehood lies and illusions and disruptions of self that we've been fed and have been pushed onto us. You know, we've let capitalism go unchecked for way too long to the point that it is endangering our planet. And, you know, I feel like in a lot of ways, though, I'm still privileged to be in an area that is not as affected, even within my own state, even within my own county, you know. And it's just, it's, 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 I don't know, you know. And I'm not saying this to fear, make people scared or full of fear or anything like that. I don't want that. But I'm in a place of just, like, I've been getting to a place of just accepting, like, how crappy everything is, but also, like, still holding on to that, like, radical hope and optimism that my neurodivergent brain just, thankfully, with my ADHD and autism, has been able to produce from the ways that I find solutions and hyperconnectivity and connection and try to solve problems everywhere I go that even in ways that I can't fully explain to other people, but with my executive function. But also, too, it's, like... There is so much more, there's so much more hope, I think, too, in the world than people realize. And so, yeah, these things can become really heavy and exhausting. But when we remember that everybody is feeling it on some kind of level and, you know, there's, you know, and I was just like the logic, you know, there's more of us than there is them, you know. And so when it comes to, you know, advocating for climate justice or any kind of other justice with, um, within, you know, our country and within the global, you know, world, whatever, sorry, my brain, the world in general, um, you know, when you, combining that energy is more powerful, I think, than a lot of people realize. And um, we have a lot more tools and means of communication at our fingertips than ever and of course there are a lot of downsides with that a lot for sure 
for sure. And so I think it's about having that like balanced, integrated approach of just being aware of how crappy things are while also realizing that there is still hope and that even your despair, your anger, your rage, your pain, all of it, it has a purpose. And when people are able to come together and use that purposefully rather than, you know, united and purposefully rather than at each other the way that, you know, we've been propagandized into for so long, when you're able to combine that energy and direct it at the systems, institutions, and policymakers responsible and anybody else deemed able to be responsible, like legitimately rather than this falsehood of blame that has been put onto the people, um, that does a lot more good and has a lot more power on any dimension of existence than I think a lot of the mainstream is able to fully acknowledge, but we have to remember part of that is because they, the control factor, you know, and I think that it's just remembering that like even your despair has a purpose. There's something that's not right. There's something that's wrong. And how can that be fuel to your fire? How can any kind of like that transmutation of energy that I'm not going to get you know too far into that today though, but like, of energy, how can you use that to your benefit as an individual, uh, benefit for your community, benefit for your society, however that may look like for you. And at the end of the day, we just have to remember that there's so many things I want to say. Sorry. So many things I want to say. I'm sorry today. Like, just remembering one, you know, there's more of us than there's them. At the end of the day, we all want the same things, really. We may not have the same specific needs, and our the same needs may not be met in the same ways, but at the end of the day, we all have the same basic desires of human as human beings and general basic needs. Um, but, of course, our existences are no, in no way one size fits all. That's something that's very individualized. Even our experiences of barefooters is very individualized. It's, there's no one size fits all. It's not like, oh, there's a 12-step journey and it's the same thing for everyone and see, this is the course you take and this is how you get here. No, like, it's just like, it's just like figure it out, you know, mess around and figure and find out, you know. And and I think that's in existence and that's a lot of what existence is in general with self-discovery um, with anything is just figuring it out and removing barriers uh, of shame and self-doubt. And unfortunately, you know, even so with surfing, there's, you know, some people have their own shameful ideas, but needing to remember that this um, very, very harmful discriminatory ideology from the 1960s that was rooted in classism, racism, and religious discrimination. And unfortunately, a lot of people do not stop and question and wonder about where these ideologies came from. You know, in like, oh, well, society's evolved, but has it really when the same ideas and ideologies are still playing out? It's just you don't understand their meaning anymore. How does that actually any progress sometimes? When the same thing's playing out, you just lost the understanding of its meaning. Or origin, you know, 
And so I think it's really important to not let those things that other people say in their shame and their idea, you know, little crap ideology get to you. Um, and just focusing on you and your body, because when you focus on you and your body and connecting with the earth and connecting with any facet of yourself and facet of existence that you personally find betterment and, and, and personal enrichment in, and I, I don't just mean like financially, just, you know, on any level of existence, keep doing that. Keep doing that. Pursue that. Like, that is the best thing for you because when you do that, like, that is how you're going to thrive and actually be happy. And but also remembering that happiness isn't a destination. We're always going to be humans with a spectrum of emotions and existence and and that we can't just, you know, set these, you know, limitations on things. And so even when dealing with, you know, how bad things are in the world, you know, sometimes you just need those moments to fall apart, you know. Or with how bad things are in your own life. You just need those moments to fall apart. But then being able to have that time, set it aside. And how can you come out of that and be like, okay, how can I use what I'm feeling with purpose? What it, or what is the meaning behind this? What is the lesson? Why is this happening? You know, taking that time to reflect. And for me, I feel like being barefoot and especially like touching the grass and in nature, like really helps me be able to think more clearly and reflect more clearly on things. And there's a lot to with that with, you know, the electrical magnetic energy and whatnot. But I am um, noticing the time. So I am going to go ahead and run a quick ad break. Um, I'm not sure if Audrey will be able to come on today. I know that she was trying to, um, but with us having about 38 minutes left, I'm not entirely sure, again, issues with scheduling and whatnot. So, um, but this so far has been Barefoot is Legal Radio with Phoenix. Um, but yeah, Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle as well as general support and community around barefooting and for barefooters. Um, but let me run a quick ad break and then we'll be back. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High-quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same, if not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, but what you, why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. 
Most people say they hate wearing shoes and would go barefoot if they knew they were allowed. People say it all the time on their social medias, but they are worried that someone will say something to them. So everyone wears the cheapest flip-flops with the least amount of fabric on them. Most people do not even know that it's completely 100% legal to go barefoot into a store. Most people think that driving barefoot is illegal, but it isn't. Driving barefoot actually is safer than wearing most shoes. Going outside barefoot for a walk is one of the healthiest things you could do, but most people are afraid someone will say something. Or they quote the myths and the rumors that their grandma told them years ago. The fact is, there are no laws against driving a car, going to a store, or eating in a restaurant barefoot. So don't give in to bad fashion, hurt heels, or a broken flip-flop. For more information, please check out barefootislegal.org or find us on your favorite social media. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Freaks, outsiders, weirdos, the wallflowers, oddball loser, fish out of water, speak up, talk quieter. We are different. There's no arguing. It's a fact. A patchwork of flaws, we grow and adapt. We're funky, unconventional, see life through kaleidoscope eyes. In a field full of clovers, with our four leaves, we bask in blue skies. Flaws are natural. Our imperfections, our weaknesses, our scars. There is a misfit in all of us. We just have to be brave enough to embrace who we are. Of all the grounding studies, the one that really got our attention is called Electric Grounding Improves Bagel Tone in Preterm Infants. In the study, 26 premature babies in an NICU were connected to grounding wires. The heart rates of the grounded infants stabilized, and their vagal tone, a critical measure of infant health, increased by 67% with grounding. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. 
Hello, folks. We are back with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, as well as general support and community. Um, you know, here at the radio show, you know, we focus more on. Um, sorry, I've got a message. I've got someone in my life who's dealing with something. Sorry, um, emergency type thing that isn't that severe, but I am the only other person with the key apparently. So <laughs> anyway, we're I'm so sorry, guys. Today has been a little mess. I know lately we've been a little messy brained, but um, you know, Barefoot is Legal is a um, you know 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle. Be here at the radio show. You know, we talk more of just diving into general you know topics of conversation around barefooting and you know the environment. You know, I do bring up a lot because, I mean, as a barefooter, how can I not? You know, um, if you're um, but if you, you know, want to know more about uh, general information um, and, you know, like ways to even um, getting involved, membership, different things like that, you know, you can go and um, different, um, like I mentioned earlier, you can get different documentation showing that there, you know, are no laws or health codes against um, barefoot in You know, you can go over to barefootisical.org, um, our link tree which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash barefoot is legal. Um, there's some different information um, and links and stuff like that. We've got some other stuff we want to add. Um, I think I've already mentioned that, you know, we're looking at different ways of being able to have different, like, linking um, services make it easier with social media. Um, and unfortunately, I, I think after a while, you know, Linktree can become very cluttered more so at times, um, but you can still, you know, go ahead and check out that out, and there'll be links to um, the other social medias on there. Um, and now, I only have, you know, the public group uh, tagged on Facebook, which is a public page. Definitely recommend um, going and supporting that. Um, but, there's, but if you're looking for more community, more community involvement, where you can really just talk and interact and have that community that you're looking for, I definitely recommend going to the Barefoot is Legal Facebook private group. Um, there are a couple questions to answer just because, you know, they want to make sure that, you know, the right people are in the group and that, you know, they're not just freely adding anybody because, unfortunately, you know, some people, you know, are bad people and just suck and just want to, you know, come in and be hateful and things like that. So, you know, they are trying to just, you know, keep it as much as a safe place as possible for everyone. Um, and so, you know, the admin team will review that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like they're just, it's not like it's their gatekeeping, though, either by any means. Um, it's just a way of making sure that um, the right people, you know, who are actually verified are in the group, um, still to have, you know, more um, awareness on things like that. Um, but if you are looking for more of that community aspect, I definitely recommend um, looking into, you know, the private group on Facebook. That way you can interact with other people and things like that. Even with Instagram, I mean, at Real Barefoot is Legal, you can still, you know, interact, but it's not the same way of, you know, individual involvement where you can post and, you know, interact together on the same level. Um, and, you know, currently I don't really think there is, you know, any other platform that's, you know, really good for that for an organization with um, being able to have, like, that direct community involvement without, you know, more of those, like, membership fee type things um, that are required. Um but I know that a lot, you know, depending on, you know, your age group or uh, just, you know, your 
general experience. I know that not everyone is, you know, uses Facebook, so you know you can still check out the Instagram and the uh, TikTok. Uh, Barefoot is legal too, um, and you know find out you know more ways of you know just getting involved, more ways that you can support barefooting, and just more ways that you can support Barefoot is Legal. You know, Barefoot is Legal is the only uh, 501c3 nonprofit you know, in the country dedicated to barefooting rights and legalities. Um, and there are no laws or health codes against barefooting. You know, there never have been. Um, but unfortunately, you know, there is still, you know, a stigma. Unfortunately, still people don't recognize the mental health benefits, the physical health benefits, the accommodation that it can be for many different people with ADHD and autism. Of course, not all, you know, as we all have our own different sensory needs and experiences, but it's also accommodation for, you know, various different uh, disabilities and um, chronic conditions. Um, It's, you know, an accommodation for, you know, different different neurodivergent conditions and experiences outside of ADHD and autism as well. Um, You know, that's how we got picked up by uh, Indie Internet Radio, if I'm saying it correctly. Um, But, um, sorry, I do not want to have to run another ad break or anything, but I got people trying to, oh my gosh. Stuff I got to deal with. I am so sorry, guys. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think Audrey is going to be able to um, make it on for the show today either. Um, but, um, sorry. I think where my brain was going with us. Um, oh, but yeah, we got picked up by indie, uh, indie internet radio, or they, um, the coordinator, and he shared this, you know, on the radio show in the past. And this is, you know, when we first got, um, I guess you could say, like signed on. You know, they replay our show um, on Sundays. Um, the following week after it originally airs, like, you know, like today, um, on Saturdays, but the, um, I believe his name was, you know, Austin, you know, he came in on the show, introduced himself and, you know, a big reason why he even wanted, um, you know, to help spread the message of, you know, barefoot is legal is because for him, you know, barefooting was something that, you know, he came across um, to help with his anxiety issues and panic attack issues. And, you know, it was even something that, you know, like a therapist had, you know, recommended. And, you know, within that, you know, he eventually came across, you know, barefooted people. And I think that it's really important to understand that, you know, there's so many different things that are way more complicated than people think, but also maybe they're really not that complicated. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes the most simple thing, like taking your shoes off, can help a lot more than people would think. But at the same time, any of the research that has gone into grounding and earthing and barefooting and things like that show that it is way more complex than what we're often led to believe or, you know, what the general message is in society. 
you know, um, with different studies and, you know, especially even getting into chronic pain and arthritis issues as well as heart issues, you know, having that excessive electrical energy and um, inflammation in the body um, is very detrimental and having excessive electrical energy within the body can also lead to inflammation um, and that, you know, occurs within many different physiological, neurological um, and other, you know, nerve um, and nervous system related conditions. Um, And so, but through these grounding, earthing, and studies and things like that, you know, it's found that being a barefooting and grounding, you know, in some kind of way does help release those excessive free radical energies that have been connected to, you know, detrimental things in human health, inflammation, heart issues, um, muscular issues, um, skeletal issues, so many different things, even outside of that, um, you know, it's barefooting does and earthing and grounding in general does help. And it has, you know, obviously this is not something that is, has been widely studied and accepted within the mainstream, but it is something that is gaining more recognition. It is something that, you know, is gaining more, um, studies and has been, but a lot of studies around barefooting go back to the 1920s and the 1930s. This is nothing that is new. Um, and, you know, I actually remember a couple of months ago, like hearing something uh, at the gas station where one of the ads was, um, where they were talking about barefooting, somebody who was going to be in one of their magazines or whatever, or, and who was talking about something about, and it was the woman that was talking about everything, barefooting, grounding. But I remember I, it was a quick ad, and I didn't even catch it, and, you know, um, I didn't even get to see her, and I, and I didn't even know which magazine it was, and I remember reading this ad, like, literally at Speedway at a gas station, and it, you know, took me by surprise, and this was after doing, you know, I might be closer, I can't remember if it's, like, two or three years I've been doing this show, and but, you know, um, which one it's closer to at this point, I'm not really sure. But I mean, this is after doing the show at least for a year and a half, and I was not expecting, you know, to just hear like an ad about barefooting at the gas station. And so it is something that is gaining more recognition within, you know, the social um, collective, and it is something that has been increasingly gaining, um, you know, research. And so, yes, there may not be, you know, as much information about it as other things and other areas and aspects of human health. But there are a lot of things out there about barefooting more than, you know, you realize. And so Clint um, Ober, um, I know he's someone um, that has been a, you know, leading researcher in a lot of the barefooting, earthing, grounding um, studies. Um, And so there's some stuff, uh, resources uh, that are, you know, connected to him, even tagged within the Barefoot is Legal link tree, but there's some other things as well. But you know, there is research to show that barefooting helps with cardiovascular health. It helps with, you know, the skeletal system, the muscle system, um, as well as, you know, different mental health and neurological conditions. And even, you know, for myself, I can speak as experience. And, you know, if Audrey was, you know, able to, you know, be on here today too, you know, she can speak from experience with, you know, between the two of us with different uh, chronic health conditions and things like that. And even with my experience with ADHD and autism, like barefooting and earthing is something that is very central and key to me and key to my well-being and keeping my nervous system regulated, keeping myself sane even, you know. And so it's not something that is 
Also, even too, it's not something that, you know, is as uncommon as you think. I mean, even now, like I have, you know, a couple neighbors that I know that barefoot and, you know, and so there's a lot more people that are open to it than you may even realize. I think a lot of people, it's really hard not to fall into that. Oh, what do people think? The shame, the cycles and whatever else especially when there are negative perceptions within, um, you know, outdoor public spaces, um, outside of, you know, nature, you know, even there's more stigma around being in a um, store barefoot. There's more stigma around even going to a gas station barefoot and, you know, than even just being in actual nature sometimes that I've noticed, which is really interesting to me because aren't stores supposed to be a safe place? I mean, people are supposed to be able to bring their children and babies into the stores with them. You know, if, and, you know, people are like, oh, well, we, you know, we always want to bring up liability, this or that. And the thing is, is some of the examples are just so poorly crafted that I don't think that you really can take everything that everyone says seriously even sometimes with it but at the same time you know there are people that I've had you know store employees that are not coming from a bad place and are just like oh hey be careful or like and they have their own reasons and you listen to them there's very specific reasons like you know there was uh, one person at a Dollar General you know and I've had a lot of issues and I mean Audrey's part of the past but a lot of issues at Dollar General but then this one individual you know they're telling me like oh hey I'd be careful and I was like hey there are no laws or health codes against it I do this all the time I'm not really worried about it and they were like, yeah, no, I don't have a problem with it. I just, I like, you know, I barefoot my free time all the time too. But here I wear steel-toed boots because just there's a lot. And, like, you know, they sort of one of the reasons with, like, you know, people drop a lot of things. But also, too, they, you know, they're stocking a lot of things um, and different things like that. They had their own reasons. And it wasn't like they were, you know, coming from a place of malice. But, unfortunately, a lot of people who are store employees, they don't really know much about the law in terms of barefooting. And they're more worried about getting fired so they might say something they have no intention to be negative they have no intention to add bad things into your life or negative energy it's not what they're trying to do but you know we have to think too a lot of store employees a lot of employees anywhere are terrified of losing their job because a lot because corporations don't want to be held accountable so they'll always find a scapegoat and i mean come on like i think pretty I don't think I really have to explain that one much further. But, you know, so having to remember that rather than, you know, lashing out or getting angry, just keep your calm, you know, but also still stand up for yourself. I know sometimes it's going to be hard not to just shut down or allow your anxiety to get the best of you or to stop you from doing things. But it's just having to just keep calm because the more the the best of your ability while still standing up for yourself like that in between because unfortunately too when people already have a very negative view of barefooting I mean I still go into places unfortunately people think I'm on drugs they think I'm this that or the other I don't know and you know at the end of the day it doesn't really matter but unfortunately you know if we're coming off too aggressive you know that can escalate situations especially depending on where you're from and the area you're within or what other social threats that you may face um, within your existence and within your identity in society, but um, doing the best you can to just keep your calm and just be like, there are no laws or health codes in the United States against barefooting in public spaces, and yes, this includes this establishment or this store or wherever else.
therefore, I am not breaking any laws or health codes. But you telling me I can't be in here bare, barefooting actually are breaking laws and health codes. And now this kind of is at risk of a legal issue. So I wouldn't press any further. And because a lot of times there's a store policy against it. No, there isn't. It's actually illegal. I'm sorry that you've been misled. Like, you know, just trying to just be as calm, cool about it, but just don't take their crap. Unfortunately, though, a lot of people, they just think it's a store policy. And they're just basic minimum wage employees, and they don't want something to come back on them. And, again, a lot of the issues that pose threats to barefooting and to any physical environment and are issues of safety within the environment that have inherently nothing to do with barefooting a lot of the time or on its own. Like, I mean, mass shootings. I can understand why people don't want their kids going to school barefoot, even though there's a lot of um, different, you know, growing evidence out there that being grounded with, um, you know, education and learning and for different learning disabilities and different issues like ADHD and autism, you know, that can be an accommodation. That can be something that helps. And also the importance of motor skill development in children for being barefooting, you know, like I even mentioned earlier, and having to, like, learn to walk and use their feet and their little bodies and, you know, and learn how to navigate, you know, physically through the world. Um, but, you know, when we're looking at, you know, the fact that, you know, mass shootings are a thing, and unfortunately, you know, that is something that I can understand why people wouldn't want kids to be barefoot in the classroom. But that's not something that is because barefooting is the problem. It's because these safety threats of violence against children are the problem. If you're worried about stepping on drug needles or glass or anything else that could be biohazardous, that's not an issue with barefooting. That's an issue of safety within the environment. And especially for children, you know, children should be able to be able to play at barefoot wherever they are in this country and be able to have as much fun as they want without worrying about their safety. So we need to remember that there are much more greater safety threats to your children than them just simply being barefoot. And rather than being like, ah, about shoes, maybe we need to address all threats to children's safety and the safety of any person and group of people within this country before we start going on about how, oh, you know, barefooting is the problem. Maybe let's address the underlying threats to safety first. But, you know, I could be full of crap. And it's hard not to, uh, it's just, it's, it is very frustrating, you know, and I think a lot of us, you know, we're all, we're done, we're tired, you know, of it. And I think it's important for people to come together and push back. Barefooting is not the problem, but there are a million problems in society and that may pose a threat to barefoot, barefooters and people being barefoot and children being barefoot. You know, whether that is, you know, a social factor, like, you know, that's more on, you know, the cognitive level of just like cycles of shame and propaganda and things like that. You know, those are things that aren't natural. You know, those aren't things that, you know, children are just born with most of the time, you know, and, I mean, fear is natural, but fear-mongering really isn't. You know, a lot of these things that are so ingrained within our belief systems, you know, were intentional at some point. 
and you know through social progress you know it's hard when it's like yes their husband some social progress is made but when we are still having the same issues you know and policies acting out and that people just don't understand the original intended meaning of them that is more dangerous even and so I think it's important to remember that a lot of the propaganda you know against barefooting that was rooted in classism you know regarding socioeconomic class um it was, you know, rooted in racism against, you know, mostly black people and indigenous people. Um, but it was also something of religious discrimination. And there are a lot of um, different religious and spiritual views that barefooting is central to. And a lot of those two are also, you know, non-white cultures and religions. And so we have to think a lot of these things, they arose during the 1960s, but there never actually was any laws or health codes against barefooting. There never have been. And it's crazy because sometimes I'll talk to people and I'll be like, oh, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting. They're like, oh yeah, but there used to be at one point, right? And I was like, no, there isn't. And any article you'll find on it, will dive into the social factors at that time. There was a lot of civil rights movements. There was the counterculture movement in the West. Um, or sometimes referred to as like the hippie movement or uh, I've heard so many different names for it, whatever. Um, But, you know, and so a lot of these things that rose up against barefooting were people that were mad, people that were fascist, let's be honest, that were mad, that were mad about the, the, the social movements happening, were mad about having to share their spaces with people that, they didn't deem worthy because of bigoted reasons and other just bull crap. You know, it's, and these were people trying to retaliate against social equality and social expansion of the consciousness. And, and, and I get that people argue against that. Well, you know, like it, it could have come before that. Okay. But your average people, they did not have shoes. And be real with you. Even like my great grandparents, I talked about, you know, growing up on farms, like, you know, shoes were hard to come by even, you know. So, I mean, you spent half of your time out on the field barefooted sometimes, you know, if you didn't have shoes that year or whatever. Or in general, kids just played barefoot and you ran around and, you know, and I, like, and I'm not going to act like, you know, there's never been any, you know, safety threats. And I'm sure that, you know, yeah, there were some safety threats back then, too, that were worse. And, but, you know, it, it's really sad when we see ourselves kind of going backwards because, you know, people 100 years ago and 50 years ago, between that timeline, you know, fought and pushed for so much. And then we see people trying to backtrack or already being able to backtrack on these things. And I think that there's a lot of just mental perception warping going on. So I encourage people to even do your personal research on barefooting, do your personal research on any social issue that you don't feel like you fully understand. And make sure that you're not just getting your information or opinion from one. If you're going through the mainstream, oh gosh, I would be as, Look at everything. Look at everything you can. Um, compare it, see what adds up, and see what doesn't. You know, but I would even encourage you to just even do your own independent research on things um, in your free time hour, ever you're able to. 
but remembering that there is more hope in the world. And, you know, I think it's really important for us to reconnect with our bodies and to reconnect with the earth. You know, that's what I'm doing here today. I mean, sitting on the grass and, you know, yeah, there are certain things about being outside that are overstimulating to me, but just being able to be grass is like, just feel that balancing, you know, that excessive electrical energy that has been put up in my body. It's like at this point I can just tell that it's like, oh, it's released. I feel like when you start doing it enough, like, and you start paying attention, it's like, I really do feel that way. Like, ah, I can just feel it. Because for me, when I have all that electrical energy in my body, I feel wired in the worst way between, you know, my fibro, even with my fibromyalgia, because it's a neurological, physiological condition, you know. Um, and... So it affects, you know, my central nervous system and the electrical signals being sent through my body. And it's like I can feel them just relaxing, you know. You know, it's like my pain feels better. I mean, my mental headspace feels better than it has, you know, the past couple of shows we've done because I haven't been able, I haven't, you know, really sat outside. Um, But as much, you know, during the show or anything like that, or if I have, you know, I haven't just, really sat in the grass was like wet or you know the, the texture was weird that day or whatever so like just it's like where the more you do it the more you'll really start to see and feel it like it does have a positive impact on our well-being and it is freeing and it is you know I don't know it's just it's, it's powerful but not in a way that's harmful but in a way that is soothing but even on a sensory level it creates you know this sensory bliss for me and you know I think it's important to remember that you know yes everybody with ADHD and autism has their own experiences with different sensory things but it is something that helps which is why I keep bringing it up is because it's like to advocate for that like I mean I think that's something that needs to be recognized I think there's so many kids on IEPs that would like benefit from if they were able to barefoot in schools but again I understand that there's public safety threats for that and so it's hard because I, you know, I am a huge supporter of grounding and education, of uh, grounding and earthing and barefooting being recognized as an accommodation for, you know, people with ADHD and autism because it is an accommodation for myself with the ADHD and autism experience that I have, you know. But I recognize that it's not an accommodation for everyone, but even with my own different physical health conditions and disabilities, it's an accommodation. Again, though, things are a spectrum. It's not going to work for everyone. And there are certain health conditions in which people can't verify. You know, if you have neuropathy in your feet, like, yeah, that's a big, huge, real physical barrier. But that doesn't mean that you can't still get the effects and benefits of earthing and grounding in some other way. You're able to sit out in the grass, you know, um, even if you have to, like, put a blanket down maybe, or something like that. If you don't like the texture of the grass, you can still, you're still going to be getting the effects of earthing and grounding and releasing that excessive electrical energy from the body, but also, um, balancing there's also a balancing effect that occurs because you know the earth the earth is magnetic and the sun is electrical and and with and and obviously it's a little more complicated than that because they each also have their own electromagnetic fields but when they come together you know that energy is you know it's really our electromagnetic field on earth and the planet electromagnetic field itself is really based around and when we're able to earth and ground we're also able to um just Res, um, become more of a like it sounds weird but like a resonant um, frequency with the earth and being able to um, and there is research that's proven that helps cardio, cardiovascular health and it helps different um, muscular health and different other um, ways in which electromagnetic energy and electrical energy in general play out in the body and with kinesthesiology as well so 
Um, obviously, you know, I'm not an expert here. Um, you know, I'm so on, on all those things. We've had some people in the past that have um, talked more on their little sciencey stuff. Um, we need to go back and see if we can get Meg back on. She's a very intelligent scientist lady who explained all these things way better than I can. But we are coming up on the last um, four-ish minutes of the show. So we are going to be wrapping up shortly. Um, but just remembering that there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States. There never have been. Any of those signs, no shoes, no service, they're illegal. And if you pay attention, most of them are literally written in on like a piece of paper with Sharpie. Most of the ones I've seen. I don't know what looks corporate about that or what looks official about that. But because to me, it's nothing. And then when you throw in the fact that they are actually illegal, it's just even funnier. So I definitely... If you have, you know, if there are certain things that you, you know, are like, eh, I don't know about that, you know, you know, I definitely recommend looking it into it for yourself, checking out the link tree, checking, checking out barefootisable.org. And if, or if there are any aspects or facets of information that you've found or gone down your own little worm hole or rabbit hole or whatever with, like, you know, you want to share, um, there is. You know, you can reach out at, you know, the Instagram Real Barefoot is Single, or you can um, leave a some information um, on the forum and on the uh, barefootislegal.org and just let them know, like, this is, like, you know, information or resources that, you know, you wanted to share. Um, but you can also report on friendly businesses on the page as well if you've had some experiences like that. And you can also reach out in the forum for any other, like, advice, tips, information, or um, legal, you know, issues even that you may be having with discrimination as a barefooter and be able to reach out to people who are more, you know, qualified um, within the organization to help with those issues and, you know, say Audrey and I was like doing the radio show. Uh, although, unfortunately, she couldn't be here today. Um, so, you know, this is Barefoot as they go with Phoenix and we are coming up on the uh, last two and a half minutes. Um, so, I think it's important just to remember to take care of our planet take care of our bodies and take care of each other the best way we can. And I think that's by understanding each other and respecting each other. Because even sometimes the way that we think that, you know, other people need to be taken care of or what, you know, should be done or what's good for them, it isn't. We don't always know everything about what's good for everybody, you know. Believe me, there's so many people that have been telling me that, like, I'm crazy for not wearing shoes. And I'm like, dude, it helps my mobility on so many levels. It, it, it just helps my physical body. It helps my executive function and, and my, over, my issues of overstimulation and anything else within my neurodivergent experience as well as within my um, experiences with, you know, disability issues and chronic illnesses. And I oh, it scared me. Just got the 90-second warning. <laughs> Give me a little jump. Oh, my gosh. But um, so just listen to your body. Do what's best for you. And I think it's hard because I think sometimes people mean well and they want to help us and they want to, you know, they do. They genuinely have good intentions, but they don't always know everything about us and they don't know everything about what's right for us or right for our bodies. So if you've got people that are shaming you out of, you know, barefooting or this or that and putting fear longer you, just drop the crap, honestly. Drop the dead weight. I mean, I would do your best to remove people that are going to yourself some people that are going to tell you you know how you need to accommodate for your different um, issues and conditions when they don't know what it's like to be within your body you know there's nothing wrong with barefooting barefooting is legal barefooting is safe Um, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting so you know keep living your best barefoot lifestyle 
keep living, you know, just for you and listening to your body the best of your ability. I understand that if you also have issues with interoception like me, it can be a lot harder to recognize those. But I've also noticed that the more that I ground and connect with the earth, the easier it has actually gotten for me to learn to recognize the different signals within my body or be able to understand what they mean in ways that not always before. So remember, keep living your best barefoot lifestyle. There are no laws or health codes against barefoot in public spaces in the United States. So take care. Know your rights. 